Thanks for uh, tuning in as uh, the first time ever for the first show ever of Druids of Doom. And we're sitting here ready to talk to you about some uh, some albums, some concerts, some life lessons. And in the in the between time and uh, meantime, we're going to try not to shit our pants as uh, we're flying by the seat of ours right now. Well, let's see. I, let's let's maybe start with this inaugural episode and just catch catch everybody up with some of the shows that we've recently been going to. Um, and if I guess if uh, if there's no uh, qualm, I'll just start by bringing up an absolute smoldering act out of Washington by the name of Holder. And Holder is a unique band. Have you have you uh, have you dabbled in Holder? You told me about them, and I, ha- I they're on my punch list, but I have not uh, I have not listen to them yet well holder's a kind of a unique act because you know heavy metal is kind of um i wouldn't say it's the most diverse genre either racially or even with how people identify and i'm hoping it gets better at that you know in the years to come but holder is a one woman black metal outfit oh um, shit it's absolutely one crushing. woman i remember you saying it was a one I, woman. I remember you saying it was a uh uh, like a, I thought you said woman fronted, but I did not know you said it was a one woman gig. That's bananas. Absolutely. So she she hails from Washington, and I I took a peek at the old metal archives, and it looks like she's uh, under twenty bucks spin. Which I feel like everything I'm listening to right now is being put out by twenty bucks spin. Um, I think if I look back, I can't remember a label being on a run quite like this since I don't know, like in the early aughts. There is this label Willowtip. Maybe they're still around where they put out a lot of good shit. Um, Unique Leader Records has had a crazy amount of technical death mm-hmm. metal talent, but 20 bucks spin right now over the last three or four years. It's like if they put something out, I'm going to listen to it. Holder, she's wild because if you go check out her profile on Metal Archives, there's a, I love my black metal to have some mystique around it. And so if you look up members of the band, it's just... Holder. That's all the information you're uh, gonna get. And she's corpse painted. She's got like a she's in a Renaissance yeah, festival like a looking outfit, which I'm sure is a lot corset type deal thing going on there. Yeah. That's fucking brutal. Full corpse paint. And apparently she must be she must be pretty popular with the with the uh young folk because when I was at this show, and I love seeing it, but a lot of young fans coming in, um, a lot of women coming. That was always good to see for a metal show. And Here's what I was kind of taken aback by. A lot of fucking corpse paint. A lot of corpse Hell paint. Yeah, dude. And it takes like a dedicated fan to fucking... If you painted your face, like what's a band that could get you to paint your face? Oh, man. Probably, uh... I did not gonna lie, like if Metalocalypse like came to... Or Death Clock came to town, like just oh. as, you know, one of those silly ass like... Cartoon live shows or whatever, I would probably paint it for that. But uh, I mean, truth be told, like I, I don't know if I, I don't know if any other band would really get me to paint my face like that. But well, as I was thinking about this show and just trying to like squeeze out the most horrendous shit of the past three days, I was thinking to myself, who would I possibly paint my face for? And I got to be honest with you. Kiss is probably the uh, only band I, I would consider. Uh, I would, and I'm not even a huge. Well, here's all you're gonna groan and talk to talk to me about Metalocalypse. So with Kiss, I feel like that's like their whole shtick, and I probably wouldn't fa- paint my face for really anybody. So if I had to do it, it'd be something like that. Maybe, maybe Behemoth. I don't know. I didn't that's even about think it. of them. I potentially do it for them, but I feel like. Well, face painting is kind of like a like a European black metal thing too, and I feel like those bands don't come here too often. They don't come stateside too often. It's mostly the American black metal bands, and they're always more about like walking through the woods and burning yeah. sage. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either. But I would like to see some corpse paint. That would be uh, that would be pretty pretty wild to see because I think out of all the shows that we've been to, I haven't seen I I haven't seen anybody with corpse paint on or anything like that. Well, I mean, the th- the thing that was wild is I've got you had like I feel like sixteen year olds at this show and people in their early twenties and all corpse painted out and I was like, we went to this we went to this thing and there was like eight people in there to start and I would say of those eight six 
lived in basements. And I was looking around and I was starting to get a little bit worried. Like, this is this is the same old mildewy smell I'm used to at some of these smaller shows. And I was nervous. But you know what? It was an intimate setting in the, in the venue. By the time, you know, 10 minutes before the opener, Skeleton came on. It was packed. Uh, and Holder, man, I wish you were there. Because even though they were a black metal band... It was just rampant headbanging. Like they slowed down. They had a good tempo. Yeah, it was absolutely. It was there was a dark energy at that show, and it was it was palpable. Um, so I had a great time with that. Uh, also at that show, Skeleton, Young Death Metal Band. Uh, have you have you ever dabbled in in uh, the old Skeleton? Uh, yes, you've told me about them. I feel like I have them. I do have them on my uh my my metal playlist that i've listened to skeleton were one of these bands like i always have an infinite amount of respect if you can physically do this i don't even you're on the next level but a drummer who can sing and that's what they had that shit blows my mind because not only do you have to manage Two different legs, two different arms, and keeping beat for the rest of the band. <laughs> now you have to add lyrics on top of that. That's bananas. That is on a scale of comprehension that I just, it's insane. It's insane. And I know some other bands. If you're Tommy Lee, you got to try to manage three legs. Ho! 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 Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how they do that, man. I, I yeah, it's different kind, different kind of brain. Absolutely built, wired differently. But their their drummer is handling all of the vocal duties. It's a three piece outfit, which I should also mention. Looks like they're out of Austin, Texas. And I thought this was kind of funny. I didn't realize this before I saw them, but it looks like a pair of brothers, uh, David and Victor Zelkowski. Uh, so, you know, a couple of nice Polish boys decided to sit down and make a death metal band. I think they're Polish. They, you know, they might be. I don't know, some kind yeah. of Slavic origin, but that's Linton Harris. Not trying to take anything away from the Poles. They do some good <laughs> death metal. It does um, sound like a pretty Polish name, though. But, you know, the young band, the the guitarist, I I wouldn't I would not be surprised if he just got his, his permit to drive. <laughs> like, very fresh-faced. Um, and, you know, the, I'll just say this about Skeleton. If you ever hear this, unlikely. Look, you, I, I enjoy you at home, and I was... I'm really looking forward to seeing you. You didn't let me down, but I'll say this. It just seemed like they played really tight. Like their songs were landing well, but they weren't giving them any space to breathe. So, for example, they play a track and, you know, the crowd doesn't really know that they're supposed to cheer because there's there was literally no interaction with the fans uh. the entire show. They're just kind of like, finish the song. And everyone just kind of seemed unsure of themselves. And they would just go into like the next song with like uh, no real pomp and circumstance. And I need a little... I need yeah. a little pomp and circumstance with uh, with yeah, a live show. Sure. So, um, but uh, we both, my buddy, that uh, my buddy who's obviously not here, we both agree that's a band. They got room to grow. We think they got a future. I, I'm definitely going to catch them again. And but Holder, oh my God, they were unreal. And they were getting. I asked my buddy, like, is it just me, or are we are we seeing something here, like special? And he, we we both agreed, like, we're, this could be one of those shows. We look back and we're like, goddamn. I just saw something. For the first time in a while, I'm actually seeing That's something. That's crazy, man. So I imagine since it's normally just like a one-piece, like, woman woman uh, project, it, that she's got some session musicians for this. And uh... You know, I was really curious about that. I'll say this. I, I certainly don't think that she just, like, walked into a Denny's and tried to pick the first <laughs> long-haired Knuckle Dragon yeah, line yeah, cook yeah. to say, hey, I need you to play some sick riff. But I'll say this. Whoever she got... Whether they're uh, somebody she knew beforehand, they all they all brought a lot of energy. Like they all headbanged. I mean, I, I was actually I'm 38. I'm watching these these four. I don't. I think there's four people, but I'm watching them just bang out. And I'm like, God Hell damn! Yeah. If their necks aren't just like missing a disc <laughs> in the morning, uh, I don't. But you know what? I'm an old curmudgeon at this point. They were banging out hard. These if they're session musicians, if they're friends, they rock the fuck out. And Halder. This is I I, oh, <laughs> I wanted to almost even message her. This I was so disappointed. Like she had the crowd eating out of the palm of her hand by the end of it, and unceremoniously, the entire band just like evaporated uh, at the end no. of the set. Like they just walked off. I completely the whole crowd. We completely expected an encore, and 
that I, the crowd chanted for about four minutes and they didn't oh, come back man. out. And I was so shocked. Like I thought it's, it was a missed opportunity. Uh, I'm certainly not going to poo poo the performance. It was phenomenal. It was mesmerizing. They had phenomenal energy um, and there was grit, but I thought that was a missed opportunity, and that would have taken that show from a nine to a legendary status for me. Oh, man. Uh, but that said, I'll, I got, I'll look forward to seeing them again. Uh, I hope they come through again. If they, if they come through, I'll definitely have to schlub off some overnight work duties and come to a show because I'm j- just hearing you kind of gush and mush about it a little bit. Like, I'm super bummed out that I did not get to go. Gushing and mushing. Absolutely. They were phenomenal. And, yeah. So... That was the Holder Skeleton show. Uh, I could talk about Bewitcher, which I saw recently in Municipal Waste. Oh, God, waste. I wanted to go to uh, that but show. But I know that... So damn bad. Oh, boy. Ugh. Oh, boy. And Castle's dong flying out. Ugh. <laughs> Unforgettable. I, I, Wow. Uh, yeah, so I guess this would be a good time to tell people, if you haven't gone to a Municipal Waste show, you're going to see a lot of crowd surfing. There's going to be some... Some uh, spirited moshing, and you might just see a kilted man who decides to take the opportunity to crowd surf and use that opportunity to share his uh, his penis with everyone <laughs> at the show, including the band. Oh, my God. The band, what they saw that. And it wasn't like an accidental sort of like dick <laughs> flopping out. It was full yeah. spread eagle. Look you deep in the eye. Which eye are we talking take a about look here, at the. <laughs> well, I, I hear you. That's the. Only one of them will be able to make really deep eye contact, yeah, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. But <laughs> God, so that happened. I, I... <laughs> Jesus, when when you guys told me about that, I was I was even more upset that I was at work and not there. I was just like, God damn it! It's like I'm I'm not uh, I'm not uh, ashamed of the human form. If if I just would like it if I go into a metal show and there is an even distribution of of tits yeah. and cocks. Yeah, that's all I'm asking for. Some some equality. Some equality amongst the hardware. That's all. Yeah, that's all. That's all we really want. Absolutely. Well, I was struck by several thoughts at that show, and I'll keep it short. You know, Municipal Waste is a band who basically, for me, served as almost the soundtrack of uh, my collegiate years, and we partied our ass off to for them sure. um, in my you know mid twenties. So they're a fun band. I feel like they were a band who also came along when you know we needed a new young spirited vanguard of bands to come along and they sort of spearheaded a a new revival of thrash which a lot of their contemporaries did fizzle away but they never did they've always been the one to somehow rally and remain consistently strong in the scene and with the crowd that was there you could see that there were people from all generations i actually talk about getting feeling older now i saw a few guys who were probably a little bit older than me with their like young teenager at that show and that's something I would expect to see in the past at like ACDC or Iron Maiden, but now it's Municipal Waste and it's this band that I grew yeah. up with and I feel like I've kind of gotten older with, so that was it's pretty cool. It's funny you bring that up with the uh, the, the multi-generational uh, crowd of Municipal Waste because uh, one of the guys at work, he's he's actually a pretty big metalhead and he, he went to that show and... Uh, he brought his 15 year old son. I knew it was an 18 plus show, but he knew one of the security guards. So he kind of like, you know, got him in the back door. And I see. So yeah, it was this uh, 47 year old dude and his 15 year old son just thrashing out together. And I was just like, that's fucking rad, man. That is so rad. There's probably a good chance he's one of the ones who's coloring my memory of that. Absolutely. He's a heavier set dude with a huge huge beard and uh and a wicked ass ponytail i don't know what his son looks like but i mean that you probably saw like 80 of those like archetypes i was just thinking to myself that's like yeah absolutely that and like there's like certain arch archetypes that you'll see at the metal show so like i would say every seventh guy you see is shaved head with oh, goatee yep, guy yep. is you know, that's extremely oh, yeah. prevalent We'll have to at some point talk about like you know the who who are the Pokemon oh, of metal yeah, shows yeah, like, yeah. and when you say you got to catch them all like you just walk in the room like I caught I them like it, I, 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 I see every single one of these dudes right now it's game over so you know municipal they crushed they crushed but I'll say this you know these bands like Municipal Waste are what I consider to be like crossover bands they're mixing punk and metal and those bands they just 
they're almost untouchable in terms of bringing the mm-hmm. intensity to a live show. And that was true for this show. The crowd was raucous. And something that kind of, I think, contributed towards that was they brought along this kind of um, what I think is a legendary hardcore band called Integrity, a band I'm not familiar with. But they brought this band Integrity. Now, why am I bringing this up? Hardcore fans are fucking douchebags <sighs> when it comes to, like, concert etiquette. And this show is no different. There's always, like, six hardcore fans that... Start with their bullshit moshing, which, look, if you're a hardcore fan, I like hardcore music too, but I've never understood the goddamn, like, Karate Kid shit when you're out in the pit or, like, the flailing around. Like, I'm not trying to take anybody's teeth out when I And I, I also don't want to get my teeth knocked out, like, uh, not on purpose anyway. Dad, well, that's... You know what I mean? Like, and don't get me wrong, like, I've been in some pits where, like, the energy is just completely overwhelming and you do kind of just lose control and you're just, like... You know, you're going nuts, but it's not, I, 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 I think I see where you're coming from. Like, I feel like some of these, like some, some people, when they go into the mosh pits, like that, like you get the impression that they're out to harm, you know what I mean? They're out to fuck something up. Absolutely. That's the kind of, exactly. That's like the kind of, the energy that those fans were bringing and there's been metal shows strictly metal shows where i've run into that too but few and far between generally it's a camaraderie um you know if you fall i'm gonna pick your ass up as fast as possible so you know there is that but bewitcher were also at this show yeah fucking hell bewitcher is a band who i follow them closely this is the first chance i've had to see them live fuck you would not believe I can't even, when you see a three-piece, because by the way, it's three guys in Bewitcher that can produce that kind of sound, it always blows my mind. And here's the funny thing is, their performance was so strong, and when my my buddy at the show, he turned to me during Integrity said, he's like, can you believe that there's like five guys there compared to the sound that the three dudes in Bewitcher were able to create? No offense to Integrity, like, I know they've got some songs, but it's just, it's it's not so much a poo-poo on Integrity as it is... um, a feather in the cap right, of right, Bewitcher yeah. that you can with those three guys. Holy shit. Uh, and they were they were over like Grover. After every song, huge, huge reaction. They were getting, if any wrestling fans are out there, they were getting Road Warrior Hell pops. Yeah. Like the crowd, they were taking the roof off of that venue. I couldn't get enough. Um, blistering solos, just music for the devil. Abs- <laughs> uh, Lemmy, if Lemmy, if Lemmy was alive, he'd be like, you know what? I may not be able to keep sucking on the Jack Jack Daniels and doing lines of coke like I once did, but there are still bands carrying the torch and Hell The Witcher's yeah. one of them. Yeah, they, um, you, uh, just like many of the bands you've told me about Bewitcher and it, it, uh, when you brought up Lemmy, I, I, I totally feel like there's like almost like a motorhead warship to them. You know what I mean? A little bit. Uh, they, they just fucking rip and, the fact that like you like you alluded to there it's a three piece and they're able to produce the sounds that they're capable of like before i before Outrageous. i looked it up looked them up on the metal archives i did not i i sw- i would have never believed that they were a three piece i would have said at least at least a four group band or a four member band or a five member band easy but then when i saw it was just three guys i was like what if you get a chance to see Bewitcher, do yourself a favor and do it. You're gonna like you're gonna like what you hear. I guarantee it. These guys, they they I don't know if they practice what they preach, but I love like that sort of denim and leather, satanic 80s panic sort oh, yeah. of sound. You just can imagine yourself. I could never fucking be like a one percent motorcycler. No. <laughs> uh well for, I couldn't be a ninety nine percent either because I can't ride a fucking bike. And but if I did, I'd be like, I can like these guys seem like they would be able to narrate the soundtrack of like, like a, just a couple a war band and a post apocalyptic yeah. cycle driven hellscape, riding down in the desert, hunting your ass down, taking your supplies, taking your women. That's Bewitcher. I can't wait to see them again. I might toss my girlfriend at them if I have to. That's how good they are. That's what they deserve. And their merch guy was fantastic too. Like I will, I will always yuck it up with the merch. Uh, a, a merch guy or gal and just kind of like get a feel for how the tour is going. Um, I was so pleased to find out that this tour has done very well. Um, 
Bewitcher is going to be coming back here in about three months, and bet your ass I'm going to be oh, there yeah, right in the front sure. row and probably have to bring like some sort of uh, topical ointment for oh, my yeah. neck just to get prepare. some Bengay or because some Jesus. icy hot ready to rip. No, yeah, I, good uh, God! I know the end of the year is already looking kind of stacked as far as concerts, so I'm definitely going to be taking some uh, some unpaid days for sure because there's some of these bands I'm definitely not missing at all. For sure, and Bewitcher, if I definitely wanted to see these guys, uh, and again, this is another one of those shows where my stupid ass work schedule prevents me from doing it. You know, it's a shame that the government doesn't make make a more cons- you know you know healthcare would be that'd be wonderful and free college, but what about acknowledging fucking concerts for us everyday right. people that need? Look, at we're they say we're just three meals. At any time from a revolution. No, I'm I'm three missed concerts away from a revolution. So give me my give the man some time. Let him go see Bewitcher. I'm already there, man. Everything I'm will be already all right. there, baby. I've missed like fucking <laughs> six concerts that I was like, I can't miss the show. And then bam, missed the show. And tables were flipped, glasses were broken, uh, holes were put in metaphorical walls in my mind. Basically, it just alluded to me bitching and moaning while I was at work the whole time. Burning hot pizza rolls were bitten into and not a thing was felt because I couldn't go to the show I wanted to. God damn it. I was dead inside. Oh, boy. Well, you know, you uh, let's talk about a show that you did have the opportunity to go to. I'm talking about Rotting Christ. What was that about? Oh, that was... Six weeks ago at uh, this point? I think the most recent show that we went to was... Uh, uh, what was that? It was Dying Fetus. That was, like I said, that was the. Oh, the that old... was uh, supposed to be Undeath, uh, Frozen Soul, uh, Chelsea Grin, Body Snatcher was at that one too, I think, right? And then, yeah, and then Body Dying Snatcher Fetus. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a stack. That was a stack yeah, that card. Was, Holy cow. That was, that was a really good uh, lineup. And unfortunately, one of the bands that we were. Looking forward to the most, undeath. most uh, undeath out of uh, New York was absolutely. I feel like we're basically on a first name basis with undeath. We've been we've been watching those youngsters come up uh, for I mean, sure, man. We were pretty devastated. Uh, I was I was crushed, and I still remember when we found out at the show, like we were devastated, and then. We were wait like we knew that the show was probably going to be a little delayed at start uh, because they were the opening act and um, uh, unfortunately they had some like trailer issues and they couldn't make it. Everybody was bummed, but then when the dudes in front of us found out, remember the guy with the long blonde hair? When he found <laughs> out, he oh, was yeah. literally dead inside it was kind of like why am i even here at this point why why am i even here because it was like his birthday or something and that was the whole reason why he wanted to go to the show was on death you hate to see it and i i i don't blame him because i was extremely excited to see these guys i mean they they're coming off of uh the new album that they just came out with uh it's time to rise from the grave which was uh it's a great album i i do love that album i i do think lesions of a different kind is is better than the their their newest one that came out but that's not saying anything because they're both fantastic albums um that's neither here nor rotting over there, but I absolutely agree. Legions of a Different Kind was arguably my album of the year. Uh, funky, unexpected, poignant, timely, classic, oh, instant yeah. classic. Love that album. And it was just full of so many sick, groovy beats that you just didn't expect. And I, I returned to that one probably as much as anything ex- outside of Unto Others last year. Unto Others also put out... Formerly Idle Hands. They also put out what would I would, would have said would probably be my album of the year last year, but Legions of a Different Kind, Top yep. Shelf Death Metal. And I'm gonna I'm gonna endorse what you're saying that it's time to rise from the grave. A little bit just a step below, but I mean still a, a fantastic album. And yeah, that kid was gutted. When he found out on death wasn't going to be there. I felt terrible because I had to be I was like the guy that basically gave him the news. I was just like, ah, oh, son of a bitch uh yeah i was i was bummed uh but some of the other bands that were there uh 
Frozen Soul, they were uh, the new opener, I guess you could say, for that show. They they were really good. Uh, I'd never heard of them up until that point, um, but I thought they did put in a pretty good show. Um, oh, I definitely yeah. enjoyed them, and they kind of they have an interesting relationship with the underground because if to to listen to uh, you know their sound, you could hear so much bolt thrower that it it's um. You know, imitation is the finest flattery, they say. But there's so much bow thrower in their sound that it's a turnoff for some people. But I've never really related to other people who, like, look to heavy metal to always be recreating the wheel. I'm okay if a band, you know, follows in the footsteps of their forebearers. And, yeah, they they worship bow thrower, but they crushed. And, you know, you know we're, we're an inclusive show here, and we, we care about mental health. I like that the lead singer spent such a a fair amount of time just being vulnerable with the crowd about, you know, suicide and depression and how, and it felt heartfelt when he's letting people know, like, you know, Hey, we are here for you. Reach out to us. If you need us, I, that, that definitely aside from their crushing sound, got them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They, uh, they took a little, uh, intermission from their set, as you alluded to. And the lead singer was talking about how some of, uh, uh, personal tribulations that he was gone through and he didn't want anybody else to go through with that or f- go, go through that rather. And, uh, yeah, he very heartfelt. You could tell he meant it too. When he said like, Hey, if you guys need anybody to talk to, if you feel like no, you know, you don't have any friends or family, we're your family. You're here with us. We're, we're sharing the same energy. Uh, that was, that was really heartfelt and that was really incredible to see because you don't normally see that kind of stuff at a metal show. You know what I mean? And that was, uh, that I, I, I agree with you is that, 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 that put them over the top for me, uh, in terms of, uh, winning me over. That was, uh, that was really, that, that meant a bit, that meant a bit. You know, that, that coupled with like the post set hanging out with the mm. crowd. I always appreciate a band that's like a band yep. of the people. And to their to their credit, they uh, you know, Frozen Soul, they they hung around the merch area. They talked to everybody Absolutely. who had a moment to talk to them. I remember them uh, you know, you, we've reached level 8 on the nerdiness scale of heavy metal. So of course, we've got our badass vests on. I remember the lead singers taking a moment to appreciate you know who we're repping and talking about the bands on our vest and you know, that's not stuff you have to do. He's and I'm not talking about like these guys aren't they got day jobs, they're not rock stars, but you don't this is stuff you don't have oh, to do yeah. as a band, but when you do it, it I notice. Oh, it I makes notice. it makes a difference, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like when uh you know, you meet somebody that you're like a, a a fan of, maybe not necessarily a musician, but say an actor and they're a total dick, you know what I mean? That's probably going to change your outlook on them and and the performances performances they've t- taken part in. The same concept applies if you go to a metal show and you meet the members of a band and they're totally like in it to be with the fans uh and showing them as much appreciation as we show them like that that bears weight with me you know what i mean like when we got that picture with undeath when you do that that that, like that meant a lot to me like i was like fuck yeah this is fucking rad hell yeah if you're gonna take a photo with me if you're gonna talk to me about my vest it's like the mega powers are bonded the second something like that yeah yeah Um, so that was that was really cool and i recall so we also had rotting christ was on the no that was a different show i keep on confusing a more that was a show previously um but uh to one last thing on Frozen Soul, they're working on a new album, and I guess uh, uh, Matt uh, Heafy, Heafy, he, he, uh, Trivium guy, the lead singer of Trivium. Yeah, I think it's like Matt you. Heafy. I I can't remember his last name, but Matt, I know his Matt first name is Matt. He's yeah. actually producing. I don't know him from Adam. <laughs> he's uh, he's producing the uh, the next Frozen Soul album for them. So that was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. Hope it, I hope they keep their <laughs> sound. I hope it's murky and just because right now, right now when I think about their sound, I think about like a bloated, fetid corpse slowly moving down an August river. Yeah. You know, and just like I want to keep that murky, grimy, disgusting, putrid. Filth. And so I hope they don't get too clean. I can't really imagine they they would let that happen. But you know, I want like that. I want that production where it's that cavernous. Mm-hmm. It sounds like uh, 
you know, a corpse with the skin just sloughing off, exposing like a yeah. jellied eye. I want that kind of sound from a band like them. So let's hope they keep that. And and yeah, I'll keep support. I'll keep supporting Frozen Soul apps. And and also, this doesn't matter, but quality also will get you points with your merch. God damn, I put on I put on the little hoodie I bought from them, and it felt like I was getting a little cashmere Hell sweater. yeah, dude! Like it was so comfortable and so soft. I'm like, I guess I'm never washing this motherfucker because this is soft as hell. Oh, wait, no, I didn't get anything from Frozen Soul. Different band that was also on the lineup, uh, Body Snatcher. Uh, they were kind of a dark horse for me on many levels, uh, as I sure I, as, as they were with you, maybe not so much, but, uh, their body snatcher is kind of a, is a, a core band. Um, well, this is where I'll talk shit about a core band <laughs> yeah. and be a complete yeah, hypocrite at the show. And <laughs> well, you know, like, well, you're like, you mentioned they might've been a dark horse for me. Like, here's, here's me talking shit. Like they weren't even a horse for me going into the show. Like I had completely no familiarity with them. Same with Chelsea Grin. But as you know, these core bands, whether it's deathcore, hardcore, even if I don't reach for mm-hmm. them at home at a live show, they fucking rip my face off. And I was so, I was so impressed with both of those acts. I, I I have always been a uh, Chelsea Grin fan. Like I I I've always loved them. They're, I've been listening to them forever. Uh, but like I said, Body Snatcher didn't really know anything about them. I think I listened to like maybe one or two songs a day of the show just to kind of see like what I'm getting into. I I they really liked them. I, I I enjoyed them. They were really fun. Their merch. Uh, was it is very comfortable. I know this has no bearing on the show performance at all, but oh, uh, there that I bought that Terminator shirt where he's asking if I have a soul or whatever. <laughs> it's Yo, oh, you oh, did buy that, huh? Yeah, I yeah, forgot yeah. about that. Wow, okay, fantastically comfortable, fantastically comfortable. You know. Like, can, can, I got something in the fucking parking lot on that show. Do you mind if I take a moment for a diatribe about the oh, merch t- uh, in that up, whole dude. show? Look, it, I'm not going to name any names, and I don't want to have a reputation as coming into this show with, like, the dirt sheets. <laughs> Whoever's doing the merch for uh, Chelsea Grin, oh, my God, rudest goddamn merch yikes, I've ever run yikes, into. Like, I'm, yikes, yikes. like I, I'm, I always take care of the merch person. I'm like, I'd like to get that shirt in the top right that looks like kind of like a traditional American tattoo. And she's like, uh, I don't know which one that is. I'm like, I'm pointing at it. I'm yeah. like, she won't even turn around to look at it. Like, and I made for any look, I don't, I don't want to paint with broad brush strokes, but I made a fatal male mistake Uh-oh. in that interaction because I dared to ask her. I said, are, are you okay? <laughs> yeah she just looked at me and she just i don't care how heavy any of those bands were in that moment i felt more fear than i would at any point listening to a dying fetus song i got my merch and i normally throw at least five bucks i think i gave her 47 cents she and uh i don't i don't uh i don't blame you though that that was outrageous girl was rude as hell like i I, I I fucking if I if I want service like that straight up I'll go to a Wendy's and yeah I'll try to pay in pennies that's usually the kind of service I would get there just terrible just terrible rough rough stuff like well, come you know on now. whose merch guy wasn't a dick the dying fetus dude he was awesome dying fetus dude's merch guy is awesome I like we wanted to have him on the show and unfortunately we like couldn't stick around. Uh, because, uh, ride situations or whatever, but we were trying to get a hold of them so we could figure out what was, you know, try to get a hold of them or whatever. Something like that. That's what you're trying to do is. Yeah. He had a really like typical name. I can't remember it now, but it was, I searched on Instagram high and low to try to find him. What a missed opportunity. Next time they come through, if I get a chance to talk to him, I'll have a card in my hand, make sure we hook it up. And, uh, in the off chance that anybody ever hears this besides like. Um, our immediate friends and in the off chance that one of those people is the merch dude from dying fetus just know you fucking wailed you were the uh, uh the opposite of that experience we had that we just talked about and on top of that i just appreciate his candor like this is not a political show but that being said we saw dying fetus on the heels of yeah. Roe versus wade you know, being overturned. So now I was, I was able to have a really interesting conversation with him about, wow, I can buy a shirt by dying fetus <laughs> where a woman has a corpse falling out of her 
against the juxtaposition of what's going on nationally. This feels yeah, like a moment. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, me and the merch guy, we talked about that. We had, you know, I should have bought him a beer. I should have bought him a beer. Next time he comes through, I will. Fantastic. Uh, can't say enough good things about him or Dying Fetus, yeah. who always brought it. That, Legends. That that was ugh, probably one of the most memorable shows that I've been to uh, since you and I have started going to concerts. Like, uh, besides the first time of seeing Undeath, uh, that like that Dying Fetus one was fucking bonkers. It was so good. It was so good. I will admit, and this is always what happens to me, especially when I'm with you, because you bring so much goddamn energy, and it's just infectious to be around, that we have a tendency, we blow our wads early in the show, because you know that's how it goes. And so by the time Dying Fetus came on, you know, I I was like a a (laughs) semi-dying fetus myself at that point, and a... freshly severed umbilical cord wrapped around my neck. I had nothing left in the tank. And I, and I, if, for those of you who have, uh, have had the distinct pleasure of not going to see a show at the Skyway theater in Minneapolis, boy, I'm going to have a reputation for just burying people, but Skyway theater, man, this thing is on a, literally a sloped concrete floor. And when you're 22, a sloped concrete floor maybe doesn't sound like that big of a deal. But once you're a crustacean like I am, you can't do that shit for five hours. So I'm sitting here, you know, you got to look cool. And I've got my Doc Martens with no arch support, my flat footed, <laughs> you know, body trying to stand on that shit for hours. And by the time dying fetus came on, I just didn't have a lot no. left in the tank. And I, I could feel myself wanting to rock and I didn't the, have it. The problem with Skyway Theater... And you're not the the problem. Yeah, yeah, let's let's start. Let's let's start there. Problems. Let's pluralize that word. Right. Let's break it down real quick, okay? (laughs) And don't feel bad for shitting on the Skyway Theater because it's terrible. It is fucking terrible. Oh, I mean, how could you feel bad for shitting on them when they're a toilet? Like that's like the appropriate thing to do. First things first. The slope, a slope concrete floor, which you talked about. You're not much older than me. But I, you know, I'm th- I'm 32, and my shit was fucking like on fire, <laughs> and I too am also flat-footed as they come. I was in the military, as you know, so my knees and my shoulders are fucked. So, you know, thrashing about doing pits uh, on a slope concrete floor like that is fucking terrible. And then that leads me to the next point. Doing a mosh pit on a slope concrete floor is asking Jesus for trouble. Are you insane? Especially when somebody spills a beer at the very top of the auditorium and then it slowly trickles down like a stream of potential pain just waiting for somebody to slip on it. Yeah. Like a regrettable banana peel. When it slowly trickles down like that piss trough. 15 degree oh, angle that the, that the skyway uses i you know someone should come in there sometime I, this would be i could i would never do this don't get me wrong but just the imagery of someone pouring like a bottle of olive oil uh, down that ramp right before a band comes on my god asking for trouble yeah skyway just, just don't have shows there anymore i always think of it this way don't have it's it's dark it's dank you got to cross through legions of people who are yeah, yeah, downright mentally unstable or on God knows what kind of drug just milling about on the street. And don't get me wrong, I want those people to get services, but I also don't <laughs> want to walk through a fucking legion of them to yeah. get to the show. So it's like you take your life into your hands before you go in the venue. And then when you're in the venue, you damn near yeah. die. So it's just by the end of you're it. Just, you, you're fucked if you do, fucked if you don't. You're fucking, oh, without, and uh, they keep on talking about an opioid crisis in America, and I know it's a real thing. By the end of that show, I was in so much pain. I wanted to be I part wanted of that to crisis. Be, <laughs> it's fucking. I wanted to be involved. It's so bad. It's so bad. Ah, oh, God. Just outrageous. The last, the last thing I'll say, you know, and this is maybe a, a distinction that Skyway could be proud of, but if I had to give Minnesota an enema, I'd stick it in Skyway, and that would be the appropriate place to do it. So. That place just got to get fuck shut down. All right, enough of shitting on the Skyway because we all know it's terrible. What are you listening to lately? What are you, what, what are you jamming out? Is there anything standing out to you, either new you or old? Bitch, Something I was bold. just about to ask you that, but 
Icy um, and Cold. So lately, what I've been listening to, uh, been listening to uh, Unto Others. I I know you've said this before, and that you find yourself keep going back to them, and I am right there with you. I listen to Unto Others probably at least twice a week, at least is you know. I just can't, I can't get enough of them. And that's one band that I am super, uh, super, super excited about to see like where they go with, uh, uh, their career so far. Um, what else have I been listening to? Um, in Exorum, that's another, uh, Minnesota. Ah, Minnesota based band. Absolutely. I've been listening to their, uh, their newer album, uh, Equinox Vigil that came out a little while ago. Just a Straight ass ripper. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, I would highly recommend. Uh, I can't get enough of it. I've listened to that one a lot lately. Yeah, I, I, both of those are, yeah, both those bands are exciting. And unto others, you're right. I'm a dedicated oh, fanboy at same, this man. point, and I'm not unabashed about it. And Gabe Franco, their lead singer, DeJour, I mean, the dude's voice has such a unique spot in today's metal scene. Like, the way he sounds and and his his he, he he croons a little bit like this dude sings and croons a little like he's got sort of shades of Glenn Danzig at time. I mean the band sound is Sisters of Mercy meets just rock and heavy metal. I'm such a mark for them. I love it and they act like rock stars and I like that. You know the moment doesn't seem too big for them. They're. I don't know how to like classify like 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 you alluded to the lead singer. He he has such a distinct voice and compared to anything that you hear right now. Yeah. It's it's it just sticks. It's fantastic. It fantastic. sticks out and it just kind of plops a little seed in your head and then you're just like fuck. I just gotta get more of it. I gotta get more of it. And I want fucking well, more of it. And I, I wish I had give me all the unto others as you can. And I actually, you know, it's unfortunate that they got caught up in some kind of copyright situation. They previously were known as Idle Hands, so they had to change their name. But regardless of that name shift, that the music mm-hmm. has remained as strong as ever. Just like this, it's a perfect blend of goth and heavy metal. And I like both Absolutely. genres a lot. So I just think like this: the in a just world. They will go straight to the top and they'll sit there for a very long time. And that's what I hope happens. And um, so anytime I get a chance to recommend a young band to anyone who's into anything with guitar-based sounds, fucking listen to Unto Others. They will not let you down. And I've I've recommended that to a couple of people at work and they've they've really jived with it, especially the... uh... The older gentleman that went to uh, Municipal Waste, he's really, he's really, he's really dug them. And I'm glad because I want these guys to get the recognition they deserve because uh, they're, they're, they're going, they're, they are going places. They've been places, but they're, they're also going to places to tell you that much. Man, I so hope so. And they, they deserve, I'll give them all the financial and emotional support I can. So, um, Love what you're listening to. What else? What else are you spinning over there? Anything um, else? Let's see. Let me look at my. Uh, uh, oh, the new Haunt album too. I've been listening to that a lot. Also. Oh, is that that beautiful? Uh, I forget the name of it. I've been. I've got a buddy who has been singing the praises of that album left and right, and I love Haunt. They're a band who, I I can't believe I'm saying this. He's almost too prolific for me to keep up with like every eight months there's a new haunt album and i'm like i love them can't wait to see them live I, covid robbed them of me yeah. a couple years ago they were slated to come through with satan and uh an- oh, I, another traditional band uh, i want to say it was night yeah, yeah night demon uh, who i also adore they just came out with a new album too Oh wow, that one flew under my radar. Yeah, uh, so the Haunt album that just came out is uh, "Windows of Your Heart." That's the one I've been listening to uh, a lot lately. And then "Windows yeah. of Your Heart," huh? And then okay. the uh, new Night Demon album, uh, "Year of the Demon," that came out in March of this year. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think it might wow. be just like a collection of unreleased singles. If I am remembering correctly not 100 percent sure on that though well shit i'll definitely have to get on top of that over here i've got a couple of positive reviews and i got a kind of a mixed review that i think is gonna hit hit some of my co-hosts hard oh, in the chest so I'm, 
I'm prepared. We'll see here. But the first one, I'll start on a positive. You prepare yourself. You start I'm clenching that butt cheek right mind. now. But I'm going to take it back in time. So, you know, for, for, the, for our new listeners, which would be everybody, since this is our first episode. And by the way, if you hear us, if this format seems a little freeform, we're figuring our shit out. We're trying not to type. We're trying not to sneeze. We're trying not to fart on this first broadcast. We're trying, period. But I have a massive, just ridiculous horde of heavy metal CDs and and records. And once in a while, I have to go it's to the disgusting. vault and bring a flashlight and tie a rope around my waist and, and tell my woman, if you don't hear from me in two hours, come check the closet because <laughs> I might have fallen through. And recently, I pulled an oldie but a goodie out, and I've been really loving it, but Cancer is a band from England back in the day. They're part of this original wave of death metal that rose to prominence in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, and actually, in their case, I think they're more early 90s. You know, they uh, they first kind of reached people's uh, listening ears when they came out with Death Shall Rise. Um, I know they had an album before that, but for me, that's where they really mm-hmm. hit their stride. And recently, I've been listening to The Sins of Mankind, which they put out in 1993. And it was reissued recently remastered and I finally got around to listening to it. I have been spinning it nonstop. Can't give it enough high praise. Uh, And the interesting thing about this album is it comes right around that time when death metal seemed poised to take like the next step into the Mm. mainstream, but in actuality was about to fall off for a few years. And so this is one of those last albums in my mind that really cements that first wave of death metal before it kind of went into a transitionary period. If you get a chance, Cancer, The Sins of Mankind, fucking crushes, excellent riffs, songs with with lyrics that absolutely make you think about mental illness, which I always appreciate hearing. So I've been spinning that like crazy. Uh, A more recent release is by, uh, man, this is, I owe this to you, and I don't know if I should thank you (laughs) or... Something else, but I've been listening to way more power metal You're welcome. lately. You're fucking welcome. Oh my god! Somehow I'm listening to power metal again, and this Swedish band. And fuck, some of these bands really need a PR person to sit them down when they name themselves and say, "Is that is really this, what you want to name really yourself?" The, like, the, the, is this where you want to go with that? Is this where you want to go? Now, if you. If you're familiar with these boys and you think it's a good name, forgive me. You can label me, brandish me, a stupid Midwesterner. I'll, I'll accept it and wear it with pride, but Vian, V-O Nitty, or Vian Nitty, I don't fucking know, like, if I'm asking myself how to pronounce your name, but the album title, Elements of Power. Now, these boys are out of Sweden, and I find myself returning to this album over and over, because something about, uh, it's, it's so sugar-coated, the choruses are uh, extremely catchy, and there's, it seems to be somewhat of a concept album, so if you like... Oh, oh, big shock. Big shot. The Power Album is about fantasy shit. Well, yeah, this is about fantasy shit. What, what, if you asked me what the story was about, I wouldn't be able to say. I know there's some shit about Power Stones in there. There's some kind of quest happening. Gotta check them out. If you're a fan of Hammerfall, if you're a fan of Halloween, um, if you're... And you know what? Here's the thing. They have solid production. So it's Power Metal, but... And this is what I always want from a power metal album. It still has some bite. It still feels Absolutely. like it's a metal album, um, as opposed to some of this other shit that can get so, some of this Luca Turilli kind of like so flowery that I get to the point where I'm like, you know, what am I even listening to at this point? Um, now, for for those of you with bated breath, are you ready for my contentious I, I, little I'm thought here? Cautiously, just cautious. <laughs> Man, I have been in company with people say that this was, you know, one of the best albums they've ever heard, that it deserves to be in everyone's top 10 list, and it's it's genre-breaking, and I have loved this band in a live setting. I've seen them twice, loved them twice. I've seen them with you once. We both uh, shat the bed over how good they were. I'm talking about Rivers oh. and Nile, and the album is the work. Oh, my God! Now, I knew that was going to sting. Oh. And I don't want to do that to you. Like, I feel like I can see the life go out of your eyes. But here's the Elm thing. So now, th- there's there's not things I can't... There are going to be things I'll tell you that I love about this album. Like, I, I think it's it's daring. Um, it's super melodic at times. But my God, for every, every moment that feels like exultant and uh, steeped in texture, there's like four minutes of just meandering sort of bullshit that doesn't 
sound even like heavy metal. Now, I don't need my music to be heavy metal to like it, but I think there was one track where at a certain point, even my partner looked at me. She's like, this is not what you would normally listen to, is it? I'm like, no, I don't know what I'm listening to. Um, so that album, like, it just really lost me towards the back half. The front half has some bona fide, just really epic melodic mm-hmm. moments that even made me think of like, wow, this is almost radio friendly. But yeah, I want to love that album. I love them live. I did not. I don't like the work by Rivers of Nile. I did not enjoy it very oh, much. Oh, man, that, that just stings a little bit, man. Cuts. Kind of just leaves it. It has its moments. <laughs> yeah, just a. Uh... There's a particular song. You know, they're at their best to me when, like, they're bringing that sax in, Ooh. and it's... I don't mind them being the noodly. Sax. I don't mind them... The say I like that, and they get grimy at times, and this is not a Gent thing. I'm not a huge Gent fan. I don't... It's not that they don't have riffs, which I would say they basically don't have riffs. Um, it's just, like, it, it seemed too all mm. over the place. One minute, it was uh, the band I kind of am used to and I'm enjoying, and the next, it's, like... I couldn't wait for the record to end. So anyway, I, I should probably offer some more objective thoughts about what I didn't like about the sound, but it just felt inconsistent. The highs were really high and the lows were really low. And, and I, 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 I mean, factually you're wrong, but I can kind of see where you're coming <laughs> from. They did, they did try to do a, a little bit more experimentation on this album than previous albums. And I agree with that. And sometimes that's not, Always well received, and, and I I can understand that. But I thought this album was fantastic, fantastic. Um, I I there was there was some stinkers. Like I'm not I'm not not saying that. Like every album has some stinkers, but not every album, but most albums do. This could be a situation where its reputation preceded it. You know, like you know, it's like you hear something about a movie enough times being amazing, and, and then you like, go what see the it. Hell? Hard to live up. And there is a lot of there is a, I, I saw this reviewed well by a lot of the blogs I follow and 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 there's been a lot of opinions from people I trust who have really loved it. But for me, I think I'll probably reach for Monarchy or even um, where I'll mm-hmm. know my name the next time I want to listen to them. And I'm still going to see them live in a live setting. My they, God, are yeah, they fantastic? If anybody out there hasn't seen uh, Rivers of Nile live. And you get the opportunity. Do not pass that up because their live setting is something to behold. The stagemanship, uh, the uh, the quality of show is just on another level. It really is. Like they they perform the shit. They definitely pull oh, yeah, you in. Absolutely. They kind of they've got a hypnotic sort of stage feel. They start off a little. Uh, atmospheric just kind of get you Ooh, what's this all about and then they lure you in a little bit more with the fog and some more heavier stuff and then just right when you're in the palm of their hand they fucking crush it with some sweet ass riffs and just breakdowns and uh and then and then they make you feel better with the satanic sex i don't know about you but i always feel better after satanic sex I'm always a fan of a saxophone. Now, uh, you and I have talked about this, about how the saxophone is an under, by our generation and previous generation, it's an underappreciated party Absolutely. instrument. It needs to be seen more. You give me like a grimy saxophone in like a 1950s rock and roll song, and when that sax comes on, I'm going to lose Absolutely. my fucking mind. And I like it. It's not something you hear a lot in heavy metal, but when done tastefully as they do, it's quite effective. So, you know, that's my... Yeah, that's kind of like my lukewarm review of the work. The highs are really high. A couple of those moments will stick with me for long after I've listened to the album, but I just don't find myself wanting to come back to it. Um, but can I offer you sort of a, a lighter side of, of heavy I'm metal always, moment? I am always uh, receptive to your tutelage, sir. Well, we are deep. At this point, we're deep in the back half of uh, the nostalgia uh, fever pitch for the 1980s that the the modern pop culture is embracing like it's part of the modern zeitgeist at this point mm-hmm. the 80s you know had i known i was just a little kid but had i known the 80s would be like the apex of western civilization i would have tried to stick around a little bit longer in them but luckily so many uh so many movies and shows and even like fashion are embracing some what's old Absolutely. is new again and you know i kind of fell off with this show after the second season but Stranger Things 
apparently in this fourth season, as far as I've been told and the memes that I'm exposed to, is having a lot of love for heavy metal. This character, Eddie Munster, yeah, I want to say. Eddie, is that Eddie his Munson, name? Or, yeah. Oh, yeah, Eddie Munster's yeah, yeah, a whole yeah, different yeah. guy. <laughs> That's from the Munster. <laughs> Eddie Munson. So I might have to sit down and watch Stranger Things because I... um. I, I've been seeing the memes, and I had to check out what it, what all the fuss was about. And I saw that scene where he is uh, shredding, and apparently the kid played a lot of that as well on his own. But he was just shredding some Metallica, Master of Puppets, up on that rooftop while a bunch of like you know demons are floating around. I don't. I, for if you're a fan of the show, fuck, I don't know any of the characters at this point. But it was badass imagery, and I like that they're kind of like breaking the fourth wall and winking at the fans, like, yeah, we know this is metal as fuck, and like. After seeing that scene, man, I had to break out some of my Metallica mm-hmm. vinyl and just crush it on a Friday night with an IPA. And it's just, it's amazing how much time has passed since that run of golden albums mm-hmm. they put out. And they those first four albums, I'll always say, what band has had four albums like Metallica's first four I albums? Think, I can't think my of God. any, like not, not in recent memory anyway. Uh just an untouchable no, no. run. And they, we we just talked about this a couple days ago that like early Metallica, like when they came out, they were in a league entirely their own. Like, don't get me wrong, there was other thrash bands out there, but like they were on another level. Like, op- like their first out, kill them all. Like, are you? It's, so, oh so my fresh. god, so it's fresh. insane. It still sounds it's it's as energetic now as it was then. I talked about Frozen Soul, you know, being like a rotten, bloated corpse going down the river slowly. Well, that's the opposite of um, Kill 'Em All, which to me is as is as fresh as a mint julep. It still sounds so relevant Absolutely. even now. It's punchy as fuck. So you know, it's just cool that Stranger Things. It's like. Here we are, thirty years later, and 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 there are these you know young young kids finding out about a band like Metallica and embracing them, and I just I love it. I'm not one of these people that's whatever. There's a certain I, I was reading. There's a certain amount of backlash amongst like um you know the basement dwelling fans of Metallica Metallica's mm. camp who are kind of like taken aback, like well where are you guys been the last thirty <laughs> years? And you know what? Fuck that. If, if there's a new young kid that wants to get into Metallica or heavy metal and a show like Stranger Things Absolutely. can do it, hell yeah. And I was just – so that's my lighter side of heavy metal moment. I just – I'm so tickled by something like this taking over TikTok. Like who the fuck would have ever thought that kids would be doing like their own little short videos on Master of Puppets? That's I, wild. I do, I do love that. I don't uh... – I don't dabble in the TikTok, but I go on Reddit and people post like TikTok videos on Reddit all the time. And I have seen a million of those, uh, you know, Eddie Munson challenges or whatever the the hell it's called, where, you know, people are like, you know, trying to play, you know, Master of Puppets or other Metallica songs that they've been exposed to because of the show. And I, I'm right there with you in saying that, like, if that's going to bring up the next generation of metal fans, uh, or just even exposing people to a new genre of music that they've never thought they might yeah. enjoy. Like that's, that's fantastic. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, when this came out, I, I'm just taking a stab at this. Like I'm guessing it was like around 83 or 84 that kill them all came out, but whatever that was, it doesn't matter. But the point is this, when it first came out, it rubbed a, probably a lot of the average listener of rock and roll the wrong way. Like it, that was heavy as shit. It's still heavy. Don't get me wrong. But now 30 years of percolating, these people have heard heavy metal riffs mm-hmm. here and there. And I do think you're right. I think there's a contingency of people who are now ready and open to hear heavy metal the same way we've mm-hmm. all heard heavy Absolutely. metal for years. We've always heard this, this really innovative, fun, um, powerful music, whereas other people have heard noise. And I think these moments where you shove things like Master of Puppets into a a show that 30 million Americans are watching, it's going to mean more heavy metal fans. And I'm I'm here for it. I love seeing it. Um, Yeah, so that's super cool. Um, And I also, I hear that there's other things in there too. Like I've... uh, I'm acutely aware that there's been some Iron Maiden references. So, hey, fuck yeah. Best best metal band ever. If they're showing up in a fucking huge huge show, yeah. I'm there I'm for, here it. for yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you got anything else to, to chime in or rap about? I think those are all the druidic thoughts I have 
for this doomly Sunday <laughs> afternoon. And I think if you're a new acolyte to the do the doomed that we offer you, then join us every 17 months when we record a new episode. <laughs> no, Druids of Doom, man. We're just getting started. If you're here for the first time, like we're here for the first time, I'm hoping that you know you're joining a brotherhood of heavy metal fans, a sisterhood of heavy metal fans, a fraternity, a sorority. However you identify, you are. we're here for you, and we hope you're here for us, and we're going to figure this shit out together. But uh, Franny... That's all I've got, and I'm so glad that we were able to chat. Is that all you've got? I just kind of want to echo what you said, uh, you know, this being our first episode. Just stick along for the ride. Uh, we're, we're learning as we go. Uh, stay tuned to social media outlets, uh, Instagram, Facebook. We'll get that stuff up and running. Um, yeah, some twerk so, videos. Oh, yeah, I'll, tw- I'll twerk on the, on the <laughs> TikTok trend stuff. That's what we're here for. Content, baby. Uh, <laughs> no, just, uh, we're, we're happy that if anybody's out listening out there, uh, we appreciate you. We love you. Well, till next time, we'll catch you guys later. Uh, we'll, uh, keep posting on the next episode. Uh, do it! Uh, do it.